What's up, everyone? It's the Episode Ninja Podcast, where the guys and I do a deep dive into our favorite TV shows. We chat about legendary episodes, iconic characters, and hilariously classic quotes. It's like the late-night combo you have with your friends after too much beer and not enough tacos. So grab a cold one and get ready. It's the Episode Ninja Podcast. So, 2020, worst year in history... Nothing bad happened, right? Worst year in history. Greatest year ever, guys. Here's the good news, though. With all this shit that went down, a lot of time to watch TV. From a TV perspective, it was a fantastic year. Of all the all the content that was available, um, I've got a long list of shows that I saw last year that were tremendous. A lot of good stuff out there. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I, I feel it. And- before we dive in, I feel like we haven't hit the wall of like productions halted and stuff by COVID. I feel like probably 2021 will probably be pretty rough for that, but there was enough stuff in the pipeline that 2020 was a pretty strong year for TV. And that reminds me, I would like to talk about um, shows that came out post COVID. Well, I shouldn't say post because COVID's still going on, but like um, post the start of COVID and, you know, that was incorporated into the show because I've got some comments on on a few shows that um, incorporated that in. But, um, yeah, it was uh, it was I mean, I think it was I mean, it was a good year because I think that TV just keeps ramping up and up and up the more that the streaming services expand, you know, like the more that they grow, the more money they're thrown at new shows. I mean, look at Disney, you know, they just dropped like a bajillion dollars on 50 new Star Wars shows, 50 new Marvel shows and movies and things like that. And I'm not going to object. And I think it was a great year for their ratings because nobody was going out. So they're just sitting around, racking up, you know, hours and hours on the couch, um, you know, watching shows. And I think that was... You know, that was me. That was you guys um, because you had nothing else to do. Now, I have a question for you, Dan. Why are you not a new show guy? Yeah, I was going to say this is a tough conversation for me because I spent most of my time rewatching old shows. I rewatched The Wire this year. I rewatched The Sopranos. Chris, I'm I'm the type of guy, I know what I like and I stick to it. I don't like to try new things. I don't eat new things. I don't drink new things. I find my comfort so, zone so, and I kind of so stick on. to it. Hold on. Now, no, I gotta, that I gotta, being I gotta, said. I got to just elaborate on. You asked me a question, but you didn't let you. me finish answering. I like to- so are, are you saying that you like your Chicago hot dog? Ketchup only, and that's the way it will always be. I would throw it on the ground if I saw you with a fucking ketchup only hot dog. That's exactly how but I get But speaking my hot of dog. food, there is um, a sandwich shop which Dan loves. It's his favorite sandwich shop. Let's just give them a plug International Sandwich Shop down in Chicago and Macomb. It's great. It's a great. Dan introduced me to this place. Um, it, it's a great place. We used to go there all the time. And Dan has gone there probably a thousand times. How many different sandwiches have you had there, Dan? Two. Oh, two? I thought it was only one. I tried the meatball. I tried, you the, tried meatball. the meatball. I tried the meatball once. Um, but no, I, I every single time I get the club sandwich with no tomato and onion, every single time. 
Edward Sinclair. I don't I don't like change. It's You're not a creature in my of habit. But so so when you see when you see, you know, like so you talked about how everybody was um watching the undoing. You had mentioned like, hey, do you guys see the undoing? Did you watch See, that's the what undoing? I was gonna say. Everything I said, that being said, when there's something that gets enough hype, like I, I could not go anywhere without hearing about the undoing. And I gave it a chance and I was pleasantly pleased with it. Um, but it was not a huge investment of my time. It was six episodes, five, what, four episodes, six episodes? I don't remember. Maybe like six. Yeah. I mean, same with Queen's Gambit. I mean, that, those are the two real new shows that I watched this year because I don't, I, I, I knew there would be an ending to it. And, you know, maybe this goes to my, to, to other issues that we don't need to really get into, but maybe I'm just a little afraid of commitment. Wow. <laughs> all right just a, just a massive revelation so you just like you like the same stuff right like the same genre of things you don't like to venture off and try different well no categories because, like, or I, anything. Like, I like drama i don't like horror i i like drama i like comedy i like dramedy um i rewatched scrubs this year again that too but you don't listen to the podcast rewatched that 70s show i rewatched friends well, maybe you can come away from this podcast recording session with some uh, new suggestions. Absolutely. Well, there's no. I, I'm sure this show will be brought up, but you guys um, have been encouraging me to watch Ted Lasso. Um, I have it downloaded. I just haven't started it yet. It's it's on my list. Um, it's um, I've heard good things about that elsewhere as well. So I do want to give that one a shot. But that's about soccer, right? Yeah, I was gonna mention football. Football. Football I hate, is life. I hate. I hate soccer. It's so like I. It's actually football, Dan, not soccer. So it's fucking soccer. It's America, damn it, America. I think you will like that show because that's kind of the whole point. Like I do not follow. I mean, I know there's a certain subset of the American population that follows European football, and yeah, all the people that came over from Europe. Yeah. So. I don't follow that at all, but the whole point of the show is Ted Lasso is an American college football coach who gets hired to be the coach of a British football club, uh, and hilarity ensues from there. But yeah, it's an incredible show. I was skeptical, but very heartwarming, but also very funny at the same time. So so this is a good starting point. So one of the things I wanted to talk about was... Um, what shows surprised you this year? So either shows that you thought were going to be stupid, bad shows that you wound up loving or shows that you were really excited about that you wound up not liking. And Ted Lasso was one of those shows for me. Like um, I had saw the um, you know previews for it. I was like, I don't like the title of the show. Jason Sudeikis' uh, mustache is stupid. Oh, him and Olivia Wilde are getting divorced, by the way. I didn't know that. I just found that out today. So she's going to be single. Um, but uh, the only reason why I watched it, because I'm a huge fan of the the Scrubs podcast. Um, and Zach Braff had directed one of the episodes and he kept plugging it. And I just had nothing else to watch. So I said, fine. And it is fucking a lovable fucking show. Like the premise is stupid. But all the characters are lovable, and, you know, it's kind of a crazy storyline, but it's a fucking great show. Do you guys know the the origin of that show? Mm-mm. It 
was one of those like you know they do like sketches with like Rob Riggle during NFL games and stuff. It was that on NBC like six years ago. It was oh. like a, a silly like promo five minute long video with Jason Sudeikis as Ted Lasso, and they decided to turn it into a TV show. Oh, that's why like NBC Sports has like some sort of rights in the credits. Got it. Got it. Got it. That's interesting. In terms of shows that I think pleasantly surprised me this year, and it's this is not a new show by any means, but um, was this, and, and I might be wrong because the timeline's just a little screwy with everything that's gone on this year. Was this the first year that Brooklyn Nine-Nine was back on a new state on NBC? Because, oh, I'm looking at the list now. And I think it's the second season. Yeah. Is it? Because they were canceled after season six, I think, and that's why they missed uh, Halloween. Premiered on NBC January 10th, 2019. The seventh season was February 2020. Okay, that kind of ruins my point. Um, But I was pleasantly surprised this year by Brooklyn Nine-Nine in their seventh season because when shows tend to move networks... um, they seem to lose, you know, they lose characters. We lost Gina, even though that was a little bit ago. Um, shows tend to lose their quality, and I really don't think that was the case with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I thought they had a really solid season. Um, we had Doug Judy back in the fold. Um, they did the Easter episode instead of Halloween, so they kind of combined a bunch of holidays. Um, you know, there were only 13 episodes in the season, but I thought it was really good compared to... What shows like that usually are, like, I would say a Scrubs after um, moving networks, although Scrubs was kind of different because they completely changed the show. Yeah, it's pretty impressive that that show has managed to be consistently good for as long as it has. Um, It'll be the future of that show is a little scary with all of the police stuff happening in this country and how they want to address that on that show. But, um, yeah, we should probably do another uh, whole podcast episode on Brooklyn Nine Nine because I think that's by far one of our most downloaded episodes. So we should I'd discuss be, it more. Yeah, I'd be once once they like do their final season because I I imagine it's not going to be too much longer. But um, you know, not not to continue, but another one that kind of makes that list for me was uh, Always Sunny, and I only say that. It wasn't the greatest season in the world. I honestly couldn't tell you too many highlights from it just off the top of my head, but they just got renewed for four more seasons. They they would already they had already broken the record for the longest running, you know, comedy TV show on cable, and now they're gonna go four more years. I just think it's a testament to those um those guys. Uh Caitlin Olson, I think they're incredible and I look forward to four more years. I don't even really care if the quality is that great. It's only 12 episodes a season. I'm just glad they're going to keep doing it. And their other stuff isn't panning out. I thought Mac's show was pretty good. Mystic Quest. Yeah, so that's that was one I was going to mention that surprised Mythic me. Quest. I, yeah, Mythic Quest. I watched the trailer for that. I'm like, this, this looks like garbage. This looks like garbage. And I watched it, and I really enjoyed it. Like... Uh, it's a good ensemble cast. Like Mac is still kind of a Mac-like character to a, a lesser extent. Um, they can't yeah, get away from it. Yeah, 
and like the guy that plays Rickety Cricket is in it, and he, and he's good, and a, a couple of the other characters are really funny as well. So, so that show is in this category for me as well, but opposite. I was excited about Mystic Quest. I fucking, I fucking love Mac, right? And I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I watched four or so episodes and didn't really have any interest to watch anymore. Um, I thought the other character, I mean, you, you liked the cast. I didn't. Um, I didn't like the supporting characters at all. Um, I mean, Mac is Mac. He's funny, but like, I just, I just couldn't get into it. Yeah. It kind of, I mean, I, I can appreciate that. It kind of reminded me of Silicon Valley, except like before Silicon Valley kind of went off the rails and just became ridiculous. Like the, the whole premise of it was a little bit more believable of like, they made this game that kind of blew up and it's kind of gotten away from them and they can't manage it anymore. But anyway, to, to each their own. Yeah, I mean, maybe if I run out of TV at some point, I'll give it another shot, but... What, well, any shows that ended in 2020 that you were happy, sad about? Um, well, before we go to shows that ended, I just want to shout out two shows that really surprised me that I thought, I don't give a shit about these. So one was, and it's a show I've been plugging for you guys to fucking watch, is Dave, right? I didn't know who this fucking dude was. Um, the billboards were like him coming out of some fucking underwear, some guy's underwear. It was super weird, but like everyone was like, this fucking shit is funny as hell. And it, and it is right. Like they're, they're like, I'm the type of person where like, I will enjoy a comedy, right? Like I will, I will watch Parks and Rec and I will watch the office and I will watch, you know, Seinfeld or something like that. You know what I mean? But like, there's very few shows, very few moments where I'm like, that fucking made me laugh out loud. Right. And I didn't expect that from Dave. And Dave was one of those fucking smart, fucking just different comedies. It kind of reminded me of Atlanta a little bit where it was just like so unexpected and just real. Right. And then the other show, which I thought was going to be fucking straight garbage, which I wound up actually liking, kind of uncomfortable to watch, was um, Pen15, right? And so if you guys aren't familiar with this, it's an HBO show, and it's these uh, these two these two women who are, like, in their early 30s, I guess, and they're, they're acting as they're, like, in seventh grade. And so they're, like you know, got fake braces on and it takes, takes place in like the nineties. I want to say like the early nineties. So it would have been like when they were in seventh grade or something like that. And, um, all the other actors are actual like seventh graders. So it's like, you have 30 year olds acting with like 13 year olds and they're doing all this stuff. Like there was a, there was a, a sleepover scene where one of the one of the women or girls I should say had her period for the first time so she just like bundled up a bunch of like toilet paper and stuck it underneath and then they were dancing and it like came out and everyone was like making fun of her it was just like it was so weird and uncomfortable um yet kind of like okay that's probably like real life and stuff like that just how stupid 14 year old girls act and um I think I think it was just two seasons, but um, uh, it was it was good. I I appreciated that show. So the way you f- 
feel about Mythic Quest is kind of how I felt about Dave. Like, I love Lil Dicky. Like, I've listened to his music for a long time, and I could not get into that show. Like, I really liked parts of it, and I really, really, really did not like other parts of it. Like, it just so many awkward, uncomfortable scenes that, to me, just super weighed out any of the, the funny stuff. Like, I like the parts where he's like, just, you know, lucking into stumbling into a room of rappers and being all fucked up and then, like, just blowing them all away with his skills. But then, like, all the other the parts of the show, I just cannot stand. Was there anything else for you, Steve, that, like, you watched this year that you really liked and you didn't think you would? Uh, I guess honorable mention to Tiger King. I feel like we... It feels like that show was on years ago, but it was on in, like, March of 2020. Um, I don't think anybody expected that show. Like, it's just such a ridiculous story that I'm sure making the show wasn't even terribly difficult. It's just film this stupid group of people and put it on television. Well, the the funny thing about it is that they weren't even there for that. Like, he was doing a completely different documentary. And it just like he just stumbled upon these fucking crazy ass characters and was like, "This is a gold mine." And my one of my not favorite memories, but just the funniest thing is, I remember listening to podcasts and like you know talking to people and being like, "Oh, this is perfect. This is going to be." It's similar to um, the thirty for thirty on the '90s Bulls, where it was like people were like, "Oh, this is perfect. This is going to carry us right through pandemic." Like I, you know, the thirty for thirty was over five weeks and people are like all oh, five weeks will be done with this. And that was like six months ago and we're still in the middle of this shit. So like, I, God, you're right. That was so long ago, Tiger King, but it was so good. I maybe I should rewatch that. That might be worth rewatching. Yeah. Another new show that kind of surprised me. I don't know if I was surprised that it was good, but I was surprised that I liked it as much as I did was um, Perry Mason. So this is actually a a reboot of a very popular uh, detective show. Um, And it stars Matthew Reese, who's won all kinds of awards for the Americans. Um, Fantastic show. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it's married to is he still married to Carrie Russell? I believe so. Um, But, yeah, very good. Great cast. Just great noir detective style show yeah i um that's on my list of shows i didn't get to see but i wanted to see it was perry mason have you guys checked out how to with john wilson i heard that was good i don't know anything about it though it's nathan fielder i know he's the creator i don't think he's in it but he's the creator writer producer and everything and i've heard very good things about that but it seems super super weird um so i was just curious if any of you guys had checked that out you, so you were mentioning dad shows that canceled or ended in 2020. So the big one for me that I know that ended was Shit's Creek, um, which Shit's Creek w- would be a show. Uh, I mean, I've watched it for a while now, but like if, you know, if we were doing this and, sh- you know, Shit's Creek was uh, came out this year, that would be on that list of shows. I wasn't expecting anything from and didn't really want to watch it. And I wound up loving it. Um, Schitt's Creek is just well-written, fucking great acting. And just overall, just, you know, did a great job with the story. Arrested Development ripoff. 
Mm, not at all. Yeah, Dan, I I think you're definitely in the minority on this one. Like that show, rich family gets put in a situation where they're poor. It's that's where well, the difference is at. Like the tone and that's style, the base and, of the show, comedy of yeah. But you could say that about what's the Beverly Hillbillies, like. Who did Arrested that? Development Who did is that? clearly a Beverly Hillbillies ripoff, right? Like, what is? You've never heard of the Beverly Hillbillies? Yeah, but what was the ripoff? Arrested Development. No. Rich family, poor. No, that's a poor family that becomes rich. This is a rich family that becomes poor. That's true. But here's the thing. I'm going to ask you to stand. Green Acres. That's what I'm thinking of. Sorry, not Beverly Hillbillies. Green Acres. Did they? Did they actually become poor on Arrested Development? Yeah, they were living in a model home without plumbing. Didn't they still have the? Didn't what's her face still have the penthouse? Well, yeah, but that was paid off. And and the maid. Okay, they weren't dirt poor, but it's still it's it's different. You, you're you're were, splitting hairs here. They were like millionaires that wound up living in like a fucking one star motel, right? Like, oh, so you have to live in a model fucking house. It was still a pretty nice house, you know what I mean? Like, aside from the pedophiles, but, like... And without the plumbing. And without the plumbing, but, like... Or internet. Portia was still fucking buying her shit. I don't think it's this... I, don't I, think it's I get it, I get it. There are different shows. I, I really have not given it a chance. I've watched a couple episodes. I didn't find it humorous. I'm Maybe I'm not the biggest... Uh, the guy with the big eyebrows. I'm not the craziest about him. I love him in American Pie. Eugene Levy? You hate Eugene Levy? I, did I just say I hate him? I said I'm not the biggest fan. I like him in American Pie. I I don't buy him in that. Sh- I don't with that family. I I maybe it's because I see him as Jason Biggs' dad. I I don't. Maybe that's my. It's literally his fan. Like the, the son is his son, and the uh, his wife. I can't think of the actress's name, but they've is that known guy the gay? Is that guy gay? In the, is the son gay in the show? Yes, he's he's, he's gay he's in the life. Oh, he's bisexual. Yeah, the he, show. Okay, I wasn't they, sure. There's a whole scene about it that the LGBT community loves. Where he oh, the wine. Ex- yeah, he explains it. Anyway, no, but it, he's not buying real life, is he? I don't no, know. No, I was talking about that. Um. Yeah, but he's buying the show. It's a great. Okay, scene. I didn't know that. I mean, maybe I'll give it another chance. I've had I've had many many people encourage me. I've tried, but. I've been wrong before. It took me, you know, five, six episodes to get into Arrested Development. And since it's the same show, it'll probably take the same. So, yeah, it's it's one of those you need to get to know the characters a little bit to to appreciate it. One show that I was disappointed in this year that got canceled, and I don't think we'll do a show on this. I wish we would, because um, I think it's a hilarious show. But it was on it was on Comedy Central, and it's Drunk History. Um, I've seen every episode of it. I think it's. One of the funnier shows out there, not only funny, but educational, because, yes, a lot of times you have a drunk idiot explaining it to you, but they're actually teaching you things you didn't, you know, necessarily, you learned it in school, no doubt, but there's certain things you don't, you know, remember the details of or just haven't thought about in years, and they have hilarious people doing these impersonations of the drunk person telling it, the acting in it is, I think is great, the guest stars are amazing, um, I was disappointed to see to see that go, because I thought... Not only did we lose a funny TV show, we lost an educational TV show at the same time. I really feel like I should like that show, and I don't. Like, I love history. I love drinking. I love comedians. It's like the format of the voiceovers of the comedians with the actors, like, I just can't get into. 
Like my like my favorite guy in there, he's a stand-up comedian because a lot of times the people telling the stories are comedians or sometimes they're just normal people. But my favorite guy is Duncan Trussell, and he's just so out there. You can tell he's this trippy dude who does shrooms and acid all the time, but he's this stoner guy, but he gets absolutely hammered. And he's just an incredible storyteller, and I really appreciate people who are good storytellers. Even if you're drunk, I appreciate a good story, and I, you know, I, I it's a show that I'll miss. It's not one that, like, you know, I watch, sat down and watched every week, but I'd pop on Hulu and go through four or five episodes at a time and, and laugh a lot of the time. So um, that's one I'm definitely going to miss. So this one kind of falls into both the surprisingly good slash I liked it and it got canceled this year and it's called Stumptown. Have you guys seen this show? Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it has, I remember you talking about it, but I've heard just terrible things about it. It has... Co- I'm not going to say it's amazing. Like, it's... It's the it's, guy from it's New a Girl, ne- right? It's a network and... TV show. Yeah, it's Kobe Smulders, Jake Johnson, uh, Michael Ealy, who if you don't know who he is, you would recognize him. But... Uh, Great cast, very funny, kind of an interesting style of detective slash comedy show. Um, they actually got renewed for a second season and then canceled. Uh, so that's kind of disappointing, but I'll miss it. Yeah, I uh, I enjoyed Stumptown. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Again, I agree with you. It wasn't great, but it was it was watchable. It was inter- entertaining. Um, that's one- not a great name. Well, that's like the nickname for Portland. Like they didn't make up that word. I've never heard that in my life. I believe you, but I've never heard that. Um, one show that is a fantastic show has been on for a long time that ended this um, year was Homeland. And I don't know. Fantastic. If, I don't know if you like Homeland. I don't know if you've seen it, but I love I love Mia Claire Danes. Oh, I can't stand her, but don't care. I still love me Claire Danes, and I think Homeland had a lot of ups and downs. A lot of, like, this is one of the best shows on TV, and then a lot of just, like, downs of, like, this is just the same old garbage over and over. Um, and it wasn't, the, it wasn't the best ending of a series, but it was a very strong ending, and I was satisfied with it. If I can say one thing about Homeland, I will say I watched it when it started the first season. I think Damian Lewis is an incredible actor. Yeah, they killed off the best character. <laughs> right. And But I will say the end of that first season was the most intense, I think, finale I've ever experienced as a TV viewer. And I thought this, uh, the second season was phenomenal. And then, it, to me, it just absolutely fell off a cliff. When it became about Claire Danes, it, 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 it just stopped working. But once you knew she was psycho, to me... Not like again. I'm not putting down psychotic people. She has a legit mental illness in the show. There's no chance she would be in the CIA still. There, there just isn't. So like, it bugs me to that point. And her antics just became too much. And it wasn't. I, I, I started watching because I really love Damian Lewis. But they eventually kicked her out of the CIA. So like, I don't, I don't even know that because I don't think I got that far. Yeah. So eventually she she wasn't allowed in the CIA. And the only reason why she was still working with the CIA was because like, what's his name is great too. Oh, Mandy. Um, yeah. Mandy Patinkin. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's incredible. Yeah. Um, 
I agree with you. It's a great show, but I just think it towards it just to me, and, I, and only because I gave up. There was a lot of um, repetitiveness with um, oh, I don't even know her fucking the character's name. Um, fuck, what's the character's name? Anyways, a lot of repetitiveness with Claire Danes' character being like. Oh, like, I'm normal. No, now I'm off my meds. Now I'm psycho. But, like, oh, there's a terrorist attack that I have to stop. And I can only stop it if I'm off my meds because that's when I'm at my best. And, like, I'm fine with that, like, plot. But, like, they used it, like, over and over, over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, How did Damien Lewis die in that? I, I, I honestly they hung him. him. They hung him, yeah, like in a courtyard. Uh, but then because got, they found out he, he was a traitor. Billions, and Billions is a fantastic show, so I'm not worried about it. I mean, he's a great actor. That's why I rewatched The Wire. Or no, no, Damien Lewis. Uh, Band of Brothers is another one I rewatched this year. <laughs> I always do that during Veterans Day, though. That's sort of my thing. Yeah, I agree with Dan. I I liked this show for the first couple seasons and then kind of gave up on it. I, I remember being in college, watching the finale with my friend, when he's in the room with everyone with a bomb strapped to him, being like, all of us were just like... Holy shit, they're gonna do it! I mean, it was just so fucking intense. It was one of the more fun finales I think I've ever watched with a group of people because we we were all super into it. It was such so good up until that point and continued to be, but it 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 got off the rails pretty quickly. I think once they got rid of rid of him. Another show that ended this year, which I haven't got up to the last season. Um, and I think Steve, you finish your show, um, is Bojack Horseman. And I'm a huge fan of Bojack, but I just am in the beginning of the fourth season. And I think it ended with the fifth season this year, um, which, you know, I think that's a good run. But what do you think of, you know, without giving out spoilers to me, what, what did you think of the, you know, series ending? Yeah, I love that show. I've actually, we finished it and then we rewatched all of it again. Uh, like it is just good on so many levels. Like it has, and I keep telling Dan he would enjoy this show just because it's a good show for just fans of entertainment. Cause there's just so many references to pop culture and TV shows and movies and actors like Zach Braff has a cameo Dan that you would really enjoy where it's like, is Bojack says, is that Zach? Braff and he's like, oh yeah, Zach Braff, uh, actor and real life friend of Donald Faison, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, like that's hilarious, uh, and so there's a million good cameos, uh, but it's also like a super real, depressing, like touches on addiction and suicide, and they just manage to balance all of these topics in this weird, like cartoon animal world. Um, but anyway, the, the finale is very satisfying. Amazing. Show yeah. It's uh, it's, it's for sure on my list. It's that's a Netflix one, right? Yeah. Cartoon. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll keep that in the back of the old noggin. And I know we need to, you know, kind of talk about, uh, shows that we came out that we love this year. Um, Cause what were the other what were the other categories you wanted to cover, Steve? Uh, disappointments was the other big one. Okay. Um, I oh I actually do have. Can I just say off the bat that Mr. Mayor is going to be a disappointment? I haven't seen a second of it, but it just looks stupid. 
It's just too soon after The Good Place with, like... She's basically the same guy. Oh, right. It, I have seen that it's supposed to be pretty good, but... Uh, well, it's Tina yeah. Fey, right? I mean... Yeah. But, yeah, it does not look like a winner to me. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this will be a, you know, come back and I'll look like an idiot, but... What's his name? Uh, who's the guy from SNL? Bobby Moynihan. I don't know. It wasn't a new, new show, but it was a new season this year that I was excited for and I was disappointed. But there's also um, uh, uh, this also goes along with the whole point of talking about the shows that kind of incorporated the pandemic. Um, and that's uh, Superstore, right? Which Superstore is a great show. I really like Superstore. Um, however, this season, I think there were two big issues with it. One, uh, most importantly, America Fiera left the show. And I don't like how they handled the storyline. Um, and do you want, you, you don't watch Superstore, right, Dan? Okay. And you're caught up with Superstore, Steve? So I'm just, I'm just ruining this for our 20 listeners, but um, I didn't like the fact that, and totally fine, she wanted to leave to spend time with her family. I get it. No worries. But uh, Jonah, they wanted to keep on as a character uh, on the show, which is fine that she left and they wanted to keep him on, but their solution was to have them break up. And that just pissed me off. Right. So that was number one, um, how they handle that situation. And then two, they obviously they, you know, it was post, you know, the start of COVID. So like they're filming things with like how they're handling COVID in the, you know, super superstore or cloud nine, which essentially is uh, Walmart. Um, and part of that was interesting and funny. And, um, part of it was just like awkward, you know, um, and so I didn't, I was kind of disappointed with the season of Superstore. And then same thing with The Good Doctor. Um, you know, I was really disappointed in how they handled, because obviously like how the pandemic is affecting the, you know, the hospitals, any sort of medical staff is huge right now, right? It's it's an important thing. So I feel that, like, as a show that represents those people, they have a little bit of responsibility to, um, you know, kind of honor that and, you know, take... Scrubs would have. What's that? Scrubs would have. Yes. And I think they did. They did do some special call-outs to what was going on, and they did do some things to appreciate the effort that everyone on the front lines is, is, is doing and the sacrifices they're making. Um, however, I feel like they went from like really dark, deep into the effects of the pandemic. And then like a week later, like there's no pandemic going on and they go back to, um, business as usual with doing random stuff. And, you know, um, uh, fuck, uh, I forget the main character's name, but like he goes from not being able to handle, you know, cause he's got, um, he's autistic. So he's, he, you know, they have episodes from him freaking out with all the pandemic shit to another episode where he's talking about what type of dildo, 
he should buy his girlfriend for her birthday because it's the first birthday that they're together and he's awkward and doesn't know what kind of present to get her. You know, Sean, Sean's his name. And it's just like, what? You know, like, so if they would have continued weaving in the pandemic into the storyline, I would have been like, okay. And it didn't have to be completely pandemic, but like they, I feel like they were hardcore into it one or two episodes and then just it fell off. And so that was a disappointment, a disappointment for me because I actually liked The Good Doctor. Yeah, I never got into that one. That's interesting. I I don't watch The Good Doctor, but I do love Superstore. And I don't care about the relationship stuff. So I guess the America Ferrer thing didn't bother me. Like, And she was honestly one of my least favorite characters on that show. So I'm not super sad that she left. Uh, I think they handled the pandemic stuff really well on that show. Like there was a little bit of like scenes, scenes where they're wearing masks and and then scenes where they're not wearing masks. And it's like the consistency doesn't make any sense, but I get it. Like they need to be able to speak clearly and stuff for TV, but I feel like they encapsulated like some of the bullshit that retail store workers are having to deal with. Like there's a scene where a customer takes their mask off and then sneezes on one of the employees. It's like, I'm sure shit like that happens on literally a daily basis to people that are having to deal with that. I saw someone outside of a jewel pull their mask down to cough. Like, that's what we're dealing with. Um, so there was one scene, uh, I don't know, what's her name? What's the, um, I, I think it's the Hawaiian woman that's on the show. Oh, Cheyenne. Oh, no. Um, uh, you know who I'm talking about. She, anyways, she was sanitizing all the carts and a customer came up. and Sandra. Took, Sandra. So she takes one cart and was like, no, I don't think so. And she like starts touching it. No, I don't think so. Grabs another cart, inspects it. No, I don't think so. And went through like six carts and basically touched all the cards that she just sanitized. And I could just totally see a real person doing that, having no clue. Yeah, that show's always been really good about that where they, I don't know if you guys have ever worked retail, but it's not super fun. Like the, they have little tidbits in between scenes where it's like a kid running by and knocking all the shit off the shelves and, and stuff like that. I feel like they, whoever produces that show must've worked retail at some point. I'm going to take it back pre pandemic. And I don't know, I, I'm going to assume this counts because it was 2019, 2020, but the good place ended. We were talking about Ted Danson. The good place did end in 2020 in January. And I just want to comment that I thought that show ended very well. I I love that Michael Shore just committed to three seasons, you know, 12 or 13 episodes per season, four seasons, I'm sorry, four seasons, um, 13 episodes apiece. You know, he had each chapter laid out, had an incredibly satisfying ending, and um, they didn't, they never jumped the shark. They, they, they had a plan, they stuck to it, and it was a great show from start to beginning, in my opinion. Yeah, I think, I think that show was, well done. Um, there was, you know, and we have a whole episode on it, but, um, you know, there was a point where I was getting bored um, for, you know, a little bit of uh, the last season. But the end of the fourth season was really well done and just a mind fuck of kind of how things kind of wound up ending. Um, really well done. Really well done. Yeah, that's another show kind of like Bojack where they somehow perfectly balanced this like super silly comedy style with very very serious and real topics very gracefully 
Oh, I've got one that I tried that I was super disappointed in. Um, and I only got through one episode of it, and that was Space Force. The Steve Carell. That's another show that I kind of forgot about. It feels like it was on so long ago. I, I just heard that it was horrible. It was horrendous. It was so on-the-nose, in-your-face comedy. Like, trust me, you guys know where I stand politically when it comes to things, but it was like... Steve Carell was the head of the Space Force, and he'd be like walking through the hallway, and be like, "Oh my God, the president just tweeted that we need to be on Mars by this date." So, I guess that's our orders now going forward. Doing that, like specifically referencing things that were happening in the real world, and it's like sometimes you can be too on the nose with those things. And it was just, I didn't find any comedic value. I mean, I love Steve Carell, I love um, John Ralphio, um, Gabe. You know, it had a great cast, but it was just so so bad i couldn't believe how bad it was because i was so it's a greg daniels show with with steve crawl i'm like this is awesome and oh my god i could not have been more disappointed in the show that's one that i i watched all of it and i wouldn't say it's in the it surprised me category but it was not nearly as bad as i was expecting like i would put it in the mediocre category and i think you actually finished it i did uh and uh I think part of it was like people would not have judged it so harshly if not for all of the reasons you just said, like Greg Daniels and the excellent cast and stuff. Um, but yeah, I it was okay. Like it had its moments. Um, another another show which I just thought of because you mentioned um, Space Force, um, and I don't know if you guys have seen it. I want to see it. I don't know if it's any good. I didn't. I haven't paid attention to um any sort of reviews but it's Moonbase 8 which i believe is an hbo show don't quote me on it but it's got john it's got john c riley uh the uh tim from like uh what uh tim and eric show and then um fred armison i, I don't know I what it's about the, but i watched the first episode the premise is they're in like a an experimental moon colony. So it's like they're on earth, but they're like isolated in kind of, there was an episode of space force that was kind of like this too, uh, where they're like living in a, like a, uh, what's the word? Like a habitat that like would be on the moon if we had a moon colony. Um, and I watched the first episode. It was okay. Like I really like some of those people, but like Fred Armisen is more of like a guest character for me. I don't, I can't see him carrying a sitcom. Uh, yeah, it was okay. I, I never continued with it though. Apparently Travis Kelsey is in an episode. Yes. Kind of carried Portlandia, but yeah. yeah, Travis Kelsey's in the first episode. Before we kind of get into kind of like our top shows our favorite shows of 2020, you know, let's, cause there was, like I said, there was a lot of fucking shit that came out this year. Like what are some shit? Like, Kind of like take aside your your top shows for a moment, and like, what are some of the shows like you saw this year that you guys really liked? Um, I really liked the Queen's Gambit and um, the other HBO one, the, the Undoing. Yeah, that one. Okay. What about what about Curb? Did you enjoy Curb this year? Um, yes, I, I. That's a good point. I forgot Curb came out this year again. Just really fucking weird year. But can I also um, say I almost texted you the other day. I can't wait. For Larry David, his reaction, like the curb and en- your enthusiasm reaction to the pandemic. Oh I yeah, wait, yeah, it's gonna it, be fantastic. I hope so. I hope so. 
Um, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I liked the the MAGA hat thing that he did. Um, that's that's going to kind of go down in history, I think, as as one of the funnier bits from the show. That first episode was one of the funniest episodes ever made, in my opinion. The coffee, him and him and Mocha Joe. I I don't know how I felt about that by the end of it. It got to be a little bit much, but um, did because didn't it kind of end on a bad note? Like Larry got sued and he's he's in like a little bit of trouble. I can't. I'm trying to. Well, it kind of got it, the storyline. So the first episode was so strong, right? And like. He, it was all the classic Larry stuff, taking the selfie stick, throwing it away. He was just doing random, hilarious, like, shit that, like, I had to pause because I was laughing so so much that, like, I had to stop. Like, he's just walking. J.B. Smooth and him are just walking down the street, and he's, like, knocking shit over for no reason. Not even, like, uh, paying any attention <laughs> to the reaction, just knocking over shit. Um But, like, there was something where he was, like, sexually harassing some woman— and then she wound up choking and having amnesia. Like, it was, you know, obviously, like, there's a lot of, like, goofy storylines in Curb, but this was, like, beyond goofy. But the John Hamm episode. Yeah, that was great. Re- that was great. Great, great episode. Yeah. So, That's um, a good point. Didn't, 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 didn't think about Curb. That's That was from, that feels like a million years ago. Is it coming back again? Are they doing another one? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, another show that came out that um, I was... Uh, a surprise buy was um, Solar Opposites, which is um, what's his face from Rick and Morty. Um, it's basically a Rick and Morty clone. Ch- uh, Justin Roiland, I think is his yes, name. Yes, thank you, Steve. I just I just start talking and you fill in the actual details. That's how it works. Um, but uh, it is basically a Rick and Morty clone um, on on Hulu and. It, it seems um, it seems like a lot of uh, these creators of anima- animated shows like to do spinoffs, which are like almost identical, you know. And I, I shouldn't even say spinoffs, but like they want to do a second show, you know, because a spinoff would have those actual characters. But like they want to do a second show with new characters, but it's so similar to the first fucking show. It's like, why, why are you just not working on your other show like everyone loves rick and morty and you're wasting your time with a rick and morty ripoff i mean it was it was decent it was watchable but like it's just curious to why he did that yeah i I watched the first couple episodes and i did not like it for all of the reasons you just said that being said for example i much prefer american dad to family guy which is basically the same concept as what you just described and I think uh, Bob's Burgers is kind of going through that right now. Like there are several branching off shows that are completely unrelated, but very, very, very similar animation styles. And yeah, because Fox is, and I don't even know like the names of it, the plots, but Fox is throwing all these random animated shows like out of nowhere. Like, doesn't Amy Poehler have an animated show now? Or Kristen Wiig, or one of them, they have an animated show like on Fox. Um, I, I couldn't tell you what it's about because I don't even watch it. Um, so I'm just going to keep going down my list just because I just watch so much TV. Um, but some other shows that came out this year that I really liked The Great, which was uh, a show on um, Hulu, which was a sort of take on Catherine the Great. Um, 
with uh, I don't think it's it's not Dakota Fanning. It's her sister, which is the uh, L Fanning. Um, and uh, it's got the dude who is a uh, beast for Max Men. I don't know his name. I'm not. I, I'm not a name guy. Steve's a name guy, but um, it was good. It, it was it was surprisingly good. It was um, you know my wife is very into like period pieces, so she loves all the crown bullshit or whatever. And I'm not a huge guy uh, into those you know type of royalty type stuff. Um, but this was this was pretty good, and I think it was a very very um, good story of a strong female character that was like well balanced of. This is a believable strong female character, not a over-the-top strong female character just for the sake of having a strong female character. Um, new season of Fargo was pretty good. Uh, Chris Rock was great. Um, did either of you watch Devs? No, I've been meaning to. I kind of forgot about that, though. Yeah, so Devs, I believe, well, I mean, based on how it ended, it's should be a limited series one season um very interesting stuff in devs um with uh that is nick offerman nick offerman is one of the main characters um and just kind of like you know it's a very like um you know kind of sci-fi you know i mean i'm not gonna say like far off futuristic because it kind of is like the current time period but with more futuristic technology um and it's another one of those shows where it's like very um i think kind of very basic on the um uh, on the forefront of the show but then like kind of takes some deeper more you know ideas from philosophy and life and death and things like that and it does a good job of like you know, weaving those stories in on a, on a entertaining level. Um, what we do with the shadow, what we do in the shadows is really good. Love that show. Um, this is a new show that just came out, I believe last month. Um, flight attendant on HBO max. Have you guys seen this? No, but wait real quick. Wasn't the, what we do in the shadows. Isn't that, um, Carl from, uh, workaholics doesn't he direct most of those episodes oh maybe i'm pretty sure he's very heavily involved in what we do in the shadows i didn't mean to interrupt that, but that's 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 interesting yeah i mean just to touch on that show i completely forgot to put that on my list but that show is incredible and that's i know it didn't start in 2020 but that's another one where like i love the the movie that it's a, a spinoff of um, and I was very skeptical about it because it's like, how do you do this show that is like so iconic from this movie with this very specific set of characters with a completely different group of people? And it just works uh, so well. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is because uh, they still have um, Jermaine and uh, what's his face? I always mispronounce his name. Taika Waititi. Yes. Um, you know, they're producing and directing. I don't know if they're writing, but um, they're heavily involved, and it's it's been great. Um, and I'm pretty sure it got nominated for some stuff, too. I'm just confirming it. Kyle Newcheck is directed. He's going to direct. He's directed, like, five episodes. He's going to do, like, all of next season. Yeah. So, so that's, that's pretty cool. 
Huh. Yeah, it's it's good. It's it's. Have you you haven't seen any episodes, Dan? Correct. Have you watched have you the movie? Seen... No. Oh, but you've sounds... watched Viva La Bam like five times. I did. I did rewatch that this year. Yes. Okay. Um, Recipes right. Ryan done. Uh, oh, so um, so a couple others before you know we mentioned the Queen's Gambit, which was really good. The Outsider was really good. Oh, I forgot about that Jason, too. Jason I, Bateman. I love that. Yeah, Outsider was really good. Um, Better Call Saul, another strong season from from him this year. I would I would say it was the strongest season. Like it's it's just it's basically just Breaking Bad now. Like it's it's Breaking Bad without Brian Cranston. It's to the point where you can almost argue it's on par with Breaking Bad, maybe better. I mean, because because they're because they take different angles of the same story. Um, but you know, in terms of taking, you know, basically both shows, the idea is watching, um, a a character or a person. I don't, I don't want to say evolve because they kind of go, uh, you know, uh, in, in a negative direction. Um, but, uh, you know, you've got Brian Cranston who, who turns into this um, drug kingpin right out of nowhere, and you've got this, you know, uh, hustler con artist who wants to be a good guy lawyer, and winds up turning into be a shady, you know, ambulance chaser, and like just watching the path that those characters take. It's different and similar at the same time, um, but it's just so good. And, you know, I think that, you know, both shows could almost deserve like uh, a, a whole episode just analyzing the, um, you know, the the differences and just how they interact with, the, with each other. Because it's, you know, obviously the same story going on, right? So it's, 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 it's one of the best spinoffs that I've seen where you almost forget that it's a spinoff. You know what I mean? Like, yes, you know, Gus is in it and yes, you know, Mike's in it, but like, it just feels like such a new story that you forget about all the other shit that happened in Breaking Bad. Yeah. I also short rant. They got snubbed so hard on awards. Like, uh, Rhea Seahorn, who plays Kim, deserved a Best Actress nomination in yeah, a drama. She, did. she uh, got my vote. Yeah, like it's it's kind of ridiculous that it's not getting as much respect as as Breaking Bad did. Because, um, yeah, even if it hasn't eclipsed Breaking Bad, which you know, debatable, uh, it is an incredible show. Little Fires Everywhere was really good with Reese Witherspoon, and oh, you know what? Was um, the morning show 2020 or was that 2019? 2019? Okay. Um, but Little Fires Everywhere was 2020, and that was that was good. I, you guys probably haven't seen it, but I, I'll watch anything that Reese is in. Anything. Um, what about Umbrella Academy? Do you guys watch that? Nope. That's another one I... I'm trying to get I've watched maybe like the first half of the first season and I go back to it occasionally but I haven't finished it yet. You have to push through. It's it's one of those it's one of those shows that, you know, 
it's based off a graphic novel, so therefore it's going to have a crazy storyline. Um, but I, you know, and the actors aren't, you know, the best, but it's it's really good. I mean, this doesn't have anything to do with 2020, but I just started watching Preacher and also based off of the graphic novel with a fucking weird-ass storyline, but I'm in season two right now and I love it. Um, Umbrella Academy had its second season this year, ended super strong, um, with a crazy ass, um, I mean, season one ended with a crazy cliffhanger, and then season two, um, just kind of, like, turned things upside down, so I'm looking forward to season three, um, Your Honor, which I believe started in 2020, right? It should have, right? Because they're on like episode five or six. Yeah. Yeah. That makes um, sense. Brian Cranston, we just talked about Breaking Bad, but that's a great show. I mean, I think that's going to be a limited series, but, um, you know, he's great in it. Very similar to Walter White, but uh, just, just a great episode of, you know, what a man will do who is a good man to um, protect his family, protect his son. So that's kind of like the beginnings of, you know, Breaking Bad. Like, what is a man going to do to, like, make sure his family's okay? Um, And then this probably isn't in, like, one of my top three or four, but I will mention Big Mouth came out with, I believe, season four, maybe five, four. And I don't know if you guys watch Big Mouth, but it's fucking hilarious. Fucking hilarious everyone on that show is good the writing is so well done i mean it is it is a fucking i i I watch it while i work out and i i I don't want to because i'm gonna drop weights on my head because i'm laughing and i like i said like i i'm not like the laugh out guy laugh out loud guy at everything but this fucking show is hilarious you don't watch big mouth dan no you need to can i get a a 10 second synopsis. So you don't know anything about Big Mouth? I know that Nick Kroll is. So it's it's Nick it. it's Nick Kroll, Nick Kroll, John Mulaney, um and uh what's whatever Rafi's real real name is, he's one of the main characters. But essentially it goes over puberty of like junior high kids, right? So they're in like, I don't know, sixth, seventh grade, and they have like hormone monsters. And um Is this a cartoon? It is. Okay. That yes. makes more sense. Yes. Yes. Um and um um but essentially, you know, it follows these these kids as they're going through um you know uh puberty. So like Maya Rudolph is one of the main characters, Jordan Peele, um just just huge, huge cast right and this this season they had some great cameos from like uh what is his name um i can't think of his name in a, in a second I'll, I'll remember it but um it's it's just good like it's one of those shows where you like see a preview and you're like this looks fucking stupid but it's not it's really good and it's and it's graphic as fuck too so like there's a scene where like you know it will be like a girl trying to put a tampon in and like the tampon will be like talking and stuff like that but they get like really fucking graphic and they just you know like 
fucking um, uh, uh, Jason Mantokis or whatever his name is. Like, he's always trying to have sex with a pillow. And then he's, like, fucking a pillow and telling the pillow to call him a 40-year-old man. And it, it, it's just, it's just, you can't give it a 10 second synopsis. Like, you just have to watch it. Like, it's one of those shows where, like, That's the second show you've referenced with a period incident. I just want you to know that. Yeah. But you know what? Coincidence. Can I just say that the girls from, from Pan 15 are actually on this season of Big Mouth? So it, it ties together, Dan. <laughs> oh, beautiful. That's a relief. You watch okay, a so lot of fucking TV. I do. I need TV to fall asleep. I watch TV when I work out. I got a lot of TV time. It's a pandemic, Dan. What do you want me to do? Rewatch old shows. I have I have two more shows to mention. Uh, one is The Expanse, which is one of my favorite shows. Um, they, a little bit of background, sci-fi show that was on the Sci-Fi Channel got canceled. Uh, Jeff Bezos saved it because it was like his favorite show. So now it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, so the season that aired in 2020 was the fourth season. Uh, and it was the, you could tell that the budget was much bigger. Uh, and they took what was, so it's based on a book series, one of my favorite book series. I've read all of them. Uh, they took probably the worst book in the series and made it a really good season of television. Um, so that, that was fun to watch. Um, one other one that I should have mentioned in my disappointment section, and this will probably be a little bit of a spicy opinion, uh, was the boys. Um, wait, wait, wait. Did you say disappointment or awesome? I've kind of been losing interest in that show. Like, I feel like it's like 90% like bullshit relationship drama. And then like, five to ten percent superhero action and it's like i just don't i don't know if it's like a budget thing or if that's just how the comics were written that it's based on like i just find it super boring and not exciting enough to keep me interested in between the you know i just want to see homelander doing crazy stuff um and not him like getting in in arguments with his estranged baby mama and stuff like that the boy, the boys was fantastic. I'll be. I'm gonna say I'm surprised that nobody has mentioned the Mandalorian. I'm saving that for one of my top shows of the year. Oh, you're not done. I I told you I was naming shows that I really liked, and I was gonna save the best shows for last. Oh shit! Well, do your best shows. We're like an hour in. Okay, so so um, I actually think the boys was one of the best shows of the year. Um, I love I love this I I love the story I love the fucking characters. I partly agree with there there is a lot of I mean these people are about to die they're getting chased by all these crazy like different agencies there's fucking rogue superheroes and you know they're worrying about like kind of like crushes and things like that right um, now uh, what's his face. Um, What's the uh, guy with the beard? His uh, character, um, uh, Butcher. Butcher, right now, Butcher, his his relationship issues are kind of fucking real. So, like, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know. I just really, I like Aaron Moriarty. I, you know, I like what's his face's son in that. Um, what's his face's son? It's funny because I know exactly who you're talking about. Uh, Quaid. Yeah. 
uh, Huey. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, uh, Huey's real name is, but, um, which like, I didn't, I like after season two, I was like, found out that that was, uh, was it John Quaid, right? Yeah. Jack Quaid. Jack Quaid. That's Huey's name. Yeah. So John Quaid's son. Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Yes. And Meg Ryan is his mom. Oh shit. I didn't even know Meg Ryan was his mom. Hmm, Good genes. Um, you think he'd be better looking. Um, but uh, that's sorry, sorry, Jack. But um, no, it was uh, it was good. I I, I like that. So, um, oh, hold on a second. Did this come out? And oh no, I guess technically this was not twenty twenty. So I'm not going to mention Cobra Kai. Um, but I really like the boys. I already talked about Dave. Um, another one, which let me just double check that this was season came out in 2020 before i yeah ozark ozark's one of my favorite fucking shows i just love it dan doesn't doesn't like ozark i don't know why um it's not a good show maybe people don't get hit in the balls enough nothing happens i'm just gonna i'm just not going to take the bait go listen to the episode everyone's got their own opinion that's Yours fine. just happens to be wrong. Um, tons of stuff happens, but apparently people don't get hit in the balls. So there's no realtors on the show. Oh, actually, there was a realtor. You should be excited by that. Um, it was a male realtor, but. All right, get on. We have 30 more shows you got to list, so let's go. There's not 30 more shows. The only other show that I really want to mention is. My favorite show of 2020, 2020, The Mandalorian. Fucking amazing. Uh, I loved season one. Never seen it. Of course you didn't, Dan. We don't care. It's yeah, great. You, you don't even like Star Wars, right, Dan? Yeah, I mean, I saw the first three, or technically the second three. Then I gave up after the guy with the weird, or with the Jar Jar Binks. Okay, no, so I mean, you watched fair. like that's fair. <laughs> so you watched like two of the worst movies of the nine, and then just stopped. But anyways, if you're a real Star Wars fan, you can really appreciate. Um, so this is the so this is really the first time that they kind of um, had this kind of platform, right? Because everything before that was either a movie or it was an animated series, right? And obviously, like, the core of the universe are the nine movies, right? And then followed by kind of the spinoffs, like Rogue One and um, Solo and things like that. But then you also have the Clone Wars, which, you know, Clone Wars was... um, Dave Filoni was a showrunner of that, and now he's a huge part of Mandalorian with Jon Favreau, who, by the way, like, out of nowhere, right, like... Like, if you would have told me, like, five years ago, like, hey, like, there's going to be this Star Wars TV show, and John Favreau is going to fucking be the showrunner, and it's going to be the shit, I would have been like, oh, okay, bro, cool, why doesn't he make another movie about a food truck, right? Which is a great movie, and I love John Favreau. To be fair, he basically did the same thing for Marvel. Like, he did Iron Man, which kicked off... uh, gigantic multi 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 billion dollar franchise so this is not his first rodeo no no no. he he did and honestly like 
I think that he deserves way more credit than he gets because, like you said, he he gave uh, a steroid injection injection to Marvel, and that fucking made them a bajillion dollars. And I feel that like the the Disney play, obviously, to buy everything from fucking Lucas, step one, and then to make these extra movies, step two, and then how else can we do this? And I feel like, you know, The Mandalorian is that starting point. And they just announced, like, like everyone everyone is getting a movie, right? Ah- Ahsoka is getting a movie. Um, uh, Boba's getting a movie with all the huts and stuff like that or TV show, whatever. Um, all these other random characters are getting movies, right? Um, Lando's getting a movie or a show or whatever it is. And it's crazy. And I just hope, and Steve and I were talking about this offline, about, you know, Favreau's and, and Filoni have done such a great job with Mandalorian. I just hope that all these other pieces don't get fucked up. And hopefully, you know, they can kind of work together and it's not so isolated where you've got like a few a few pieces of content which are amazing. And then you've got like a show or two which are just straight garbage. But they're headed down the right path. I mean, like, how how amazing was the season season finale this year, Steve? Yeah, I agree. I feel like the season started kind of weak, um, but yeah, there were a couple of pretty incredible, ep- at least three really incredible episodes. Uh, yeah, the season finale in particular was amazing. I feel like we should probably do a whole episode about this show because there's a lot to talk about. Like, I agree with everything you said. Like. John Favreau and Dave Filoni are saving Star Wars. Apparently, there's a bunch of like internal drama in LucasArts now where people are not happy with them. So it's like, let's watch them ruin Star Wars again, I guess. But how do you um, not yeah, like I, Dave Favreau? He's like, they're not Favreau. happy about, uh, well, I'll try not to spoil, but they're not happy about certain things that happened in the season finale, I guess. So uh, they feel like that's stealing the spotlight from other properties, which is just ridiculous. But um, and I, I don't know how true all this, you know, rumors and stuff are, but we should probably dive into this more in a, a whole episode. Um, so the Mandalorian was my number one show of 2020. What was your number one show, Steve? Uh, so I actually, I don't know why I didn't think to put that on my list of top shows, but for me, it's better call Saul. Like okay. it, it's, it's just stuck out for me a little bit more, um, and I feel like it was also simultaneously a little underappreciated. Okay. And Dan, out of the three new shows you watched, what was your favorite one? Well, I mean, uh, you both, neither of you named new shows. So, what's that? Um, uh, neither of you named new shows. Better Call Saul has been around for multiple years. Shows that aired, shows that aired new episodes in 2020. Um, the Good Place. Okay. It's a solid choice. Yep, I think it ended really well. I was very satisfied with it, and uh, yeah, it. Uh, what was your favorite show that didn't end? That's going to continue on. That you saw in twenty twenty. Did the Queen's Gambit get a season two? No, I don't think so. Um, I mean, it, it's so tricky because you have all these like. Uh, these networks that are like limited series, one season, that's all you get, and then they fucking blow up. Right, like, like the un- the undoing is only one season. Um, well, I don't see how you do a fucking second season. 
But no, like, I mean um, they could do an undoing with like a, like a, they could go like the uh, True Detective route. Oh, maybe. Um, like what was that show with uh, another Reese Witherspoon show? But the one where um, uh, what was like all the moms? Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies. That was another one. Like only one season, and they wound up sneaking a, a second season in there. So same thing with Fargo. Fargo was never supposed to be four fucking seasons and it was a huge success so they now they're on their fourth season gotcha yeah i, I honestly don't really have one for I'll, I'll probably get into some of these shows in like three or four years and then we can talk about it okay is there anything um like based on what you guys saw in 2020 like what are you most excited for like what new season are you most excited for in 2021 it's it's hard to predict because a lot of shows are getting delayed production and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm looking um, forward to I, the morning show season two. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be good. That's going to be interesting because I feel like because wasn't that supposed to be one season anyway? No, they they kind of always left it open ended. Okay, because I feel like you could have just done one season and that would have been okay. That would have like I would have had closure with the one season. Um, I mean, I think Ozark is in its last season. Um, because I think they're only doing four seasons, and um, I'm looking forward to how that ends. Obviously, season three of The Mandalorian. I have to imagine Barry's coming back, right? Oh yeah, I I just saw a headline about that. They have not started filming yet for the next season and they've already written the next two seasons. So it's like, who knows when that's going to happen, but it's happening. It's, and I guess that that season ended like two years ago. So it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy while. that it, yeah. It, it's so it's, it's interesting to me. Um, so I want, I want to know what the reason for some shows that can film right now and some shows that can't like, for example, shameless is back on, and they're filming stuff in, I mean, I don't think it's Chicago, but maybe like L.A. or somewhere. But like, no, they're definitely filming in Chicago. Really? Mm-hmm. You think they think filmed it, over the summer? No, they're just wearing masks and everything. Yeah, but follow, it's it's summer. I follow out. some of the castmates. How how are they filming? Well, they film the summer. Well, they film they film the summer parts in the summer. That's what I'm saying. Filming. Like they filmed in the, the summer. That's what I just said. Right in Chicago, though. Oh, I know, and that's what I was asking. Like they filmed but, in Chicago in the summer, but now yeah. they're currently filming right now the winter parts as well. I'm kind of glad that show's ending. It needs to be done. Yeah, we just need one 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 thing needs to happen in that show. I think it kind of depends on like the style of the show and how it's filmed. Like I know that was one of the reasons for Stumptown getting canceled was. Since it requires like act, a lot of like action sequences on, on location and stuff like that, like it's hard to do that in a COVID safe way, I guess. But I, I mean, there are obviously shows filming fight sequences and stuff that, yeah, I don't know how they're handling that with people quarantining or whatever. Well, there you have it, Chris's uh, top fifty shows of two thousand twenty. Um, if you have any questions, you can. DM him directly. Um, I actually think you should handle some of the rankings for some of those shows on your own because I don't think some of them are on Episode Ninja. So, um, get you started on that. But 
It's a solid list. It's a lot of shows, man. Good for you. I I work out and I gotta watch TV. I gotta watch TV. You've mentioned you've, you've mentioned that you work out a couple times. You have mentioned mm-hmm. that. I have. I'm just giving that. you. I'm just telling you what's going on. No, I I get it, man. I get it. I mean, you're probably watching. You're probably watching the White Sox games. The Cubs suck, so I don't have anything to watch. Yeah, so do the Bears, though, so we're all good there. Fuck you, Steve, and your goddamn Packers. All right, that's a good point to end the show. Unless you guys have anything else. Was there anything else you want to talk about, Chris? No, I think uh, I think that we covered it. You know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, 2020 was, you know, uh, a great year in terms of shows that came out but those were all stuff that got filmed in 2019 so hopefully 2021 doesn't fucking suck because no one produced anything in 2020 so let's have our fingers crossed that it's not garbage yeah I'm there with you let us know what you're excited for in in 2021 yeah maybe we missed some stuff I'm sure we did actually (laughs) alright thanks for listening alright peace bye